week um, for our service. It's going to be a really great Sunday as well. Um, um, David Yadamari is going to preach the message of his life uh, next week. So you want to come. We're going to talk about the future. So Dave, you know, he's part of our teaching team, and it, it is going to be um, one for the, for the books. So you might want to come for that. Um, by the way, what is our website? KCFHawaii.org. Okay, good. All right. Got it. Um, one more thing is um, you will probably need a sheet of paper like this today. So I figure I'll have Colleen um, just make sure you got one now so that when we do it, it'll be okay. All right. So if, um, if you have one of these, uh, no, you know what, just, Colleen will come around. If you need one of these, just, um, just, tell, just tell her. All right. <clears throat> We are finishing up. I mean, you really do want to get one of those, okay? Because we're going to do something with them, um, uh, with those things. But um, we're, going to f- we're finishing up our, our short series on, on the Bible. And it, it's because the Bible is really, really, really important, okay? So this is kind of what we're doing. We're in a transition. We're, we're, we're kind of, um, we are setting the foundation again on who we are as a church, because church is not where we go. Church is not what we do. Um, church is who we are, right? And so we're laying the foundation, and, and the word is really important. Coming up in September, we're going to be doing a very, very important series where we're going to talk about the key foundations of our church. And uh, we're going to be going through a book by Francis Chan called Letters to the Church, and so, um, you know, you might want to, if you, you, you happen to be at Logos or whatever, we're going to try to sell some here, but get a copy of the book. It is a really good book. Um, next week, again, when Dave Oyadamari comes to speak the message of his life, um, he will tell you how great he's enjoying, the, how much he's enjoying that book, right? But we're going to go through that book, and um, the whole story with that is Francis Chan went from he was a pastor of this mega church, which is like thousands of people. And God had led him um, to do some things in, in Asia and other places. And he came back to the San Francisco area. And he just kind of began to think about what church really is. And it led him to a totally different um, expression of what church is. It's really different from what it was <clears throat> for him in the past. And then as he compiled these things, you know, he wrote this book. So we're going to go through a series. We're going to make sure, we're going to see how many people, we're going to try to get everybody in a small group, life group, um, so that we're going to go through that book um, together, all right? So that's what's coming up. Um, this really is a really important time in our church. And, and the Bible is foundational. How do we know what to do? How do we know what is right? It's the Bible, all right? And one of the most precious tenets in the Bible is that God makes himself known to us. I mean, you got to think about this, that the God of this universe wants you and I to know him. And he wants us to know him personally. And, And he wants us to know him in a relationship where he is our father and we are his children, There's a personal relationship that he wants to have with us. We were created from the very get-go to have 
a relationship with God. And, and you know, communication is vital in all relationships, right? Um, you don't have a relationship with someone if there's no communication. It's the same with God. And, and it's, it's so important, and it's such, you know, I, I, it's such a privilege that God wants to communicate to us. And I shared a few weeks ago how, man, reading the Bible is just so, it's been so great. I mean, it's been amazing because every single time that I read through the Bible, that God speaks to me personally right where I am. And so, you know, getting into the Word and hearing God through the Bible is really important. Here's some reasons why. It, it affirms your relationship with God, right? Um, hearing God affirms our relationship. There, there has to be communication in a relationship. You know, that's the difference between just knowing about someone or knowing of someone and really knowing them, right? I can say I know Joe Montana, right? I can say I know Joe Montana, but I've never talked with Joe Montana. I can kind of tell you, you know, some stuff. He went to Notre Dame. I can tell you Ward number 16. You know, his wife is Jennifer. I can, all kinds of stuff I can tell you, but I've never met him. I don't know Joe Montana. What I am is a fan. I'm a fan of Joe Montana. And a lot of people, a lot of people settle for being fans of God. They know about him. They know about him, but, but they don't, and they've never had a relationship where they communicate and God communicates to them. So hearing God affirms our relationship with him. Second thing is that it protects us from mistakes. It protects us from mistakes, that, that God will warn you about potential trouble and, and some uh, things that you can avoid, you know, frustration and, and pain and failure ahead if you do what he says. You know, I, once I had a meeting, and I, I knew that it was going to be a potentially heated uh, meeting. And, and I kind of needed to make sure that, um, that I was saying the things that I should say and, and not say things I shouldn't say, you know. And just that morning, I had read Ephesians chapter 4. And it says this in verse 29. It says, Do not let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And I knew, as soon as I read that, I knew that was God speak to me. He said, Mark, you got a meeting coming on. At that meeting, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, you know. Um, just think about words that will be helpful to build the people at that meeting up, you know. Just do that. Um, whatever you say, uh, let it be a benefit for those who are going to be there, right? And it's like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. But I did that, and... Um, that word saved a lot of um, a lot of pain. It saved me from in that meeting. You know, like um, I could have really messed up that meeting because it could have been really tense. But God said, "I'm going to help you." And hearing God protects us from making mistakes. The third thing is that um, hearing from God leads and guides you. It really leads and guides you in life. In 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 Psalm. 32, verse 8, it says, the Lord says, I will guide you along, what? The best pathway for your life. That God Almighty wants to guide you along the best pathway for your life. 
He says, I will personally advise you and watch over you. I mean, what a great thing. What a great thing, you know? And, and that's why it's so important. Those are just three reasons why it's so important that we hear from God in the Word. In Luke 8.8, 8, Jesus said this, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And what Jesus was talking about there in Luke 8, he's talking about how important it is for us to be tuned into God. You know, it's important for us to be tuned into God so that God can speak to us. And in Luke chapter 8, he's, um, he's going to tell a really familiar story. It's a story that some of you will, will know here. Say, oh, yeah, I know that story. And it's a story in which Jesus is telling us how we can tune in <clears throat> to God and to hear him uh, speak to us. And it's a story that everyone that he was telling to at that time in those days, they understood exactly what he was talking about. He was talking about a farmer. And he was talking about a farmer who would go out to plant seed. And they knew exactly, yeah, I know farmers. You know, some of them were even farmers themselves. And how um, a farmer those days, you know, they wouldn't have a planting machine of any kind. They wouldn't plant seeds one by one, you know, what they would do was they would just walk down these footpaths and they would just scatter seeds. That was called broadcasting seeds. You know, they're just um, broadcasting the seeds around, throwing seeds out, and some fell on um, different soils, some fell on rocky soil, some fell on the foot, footpath. It went all over the place, you know. And so people understood that. And so Jesus is telling the story, and he's saying that the farmer is God. That the seed that he's planting, that's the word of God. That is God speaking to us. And the soil really is our hearts and our minds. It's our attitude, how receptive we're going to be <clears throat> to God and his word. And um, the truth is, God is always broadcasting. You know, he's always broadcasting. The issue is, are we going to be tuned in to him or not? And so Jesus, in the story, he says there are four things that we need to do. There's four things he wants us to know if we want to hear God speak to us, all right? So in your, you know, that sheet of paper, there's notes you can follow along. But the first thing is we got to be willing to hear from God. You got to be willing to hear from God. You got to be receptive, willing to listen, <clears throat> because a real barrier to hearing God is really actually being resistant or just unwilling. Luke 8, 4 says, it starts out, so one day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. And he says this, a farmer went out to plant his seed. <clears throat> As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on the footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it, right? And so there's these footpaths between the rows of, of, of you know, crop that they want to they wanna grow, so they don't just step all over the place. There's this footpath, and they would walk, and they would walk, and over time, the, the footpath would be kind of pressed down, right, because, you know, just all the traffic that is on that. And, and what Jesus is saying is that um, if you have a lot of traffic going on in your mind and your heart, it's kind of like the soil in the story, yeah? It's kind of like the soil in the story, that... that Seed that falls on that hardened ground just lies there. It can't penetrate. <clears throat> and he says the birds come and they eat the seed. 
you know, before it begins to sprout. What Jesus is saying is that when you can't hear God and your ground is hard and you're resistant, you know, life is for the birds. That's what he's saying right there. And so we just got to be really um, careful and we have to be open and willing to hear God. Jesus explains what he's talking about. That's the cool thing about this parable, this story, is he explains what he's, what he's talking about. And so in verse 12, he explains, he says, that's one thing about this thing. All right. We're like, it's gone. All right. There's this. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. See, and what he's saying is like this foothold, this, this footpath is hard and narrow. It's like a mind that's hard and narrow that isn't open to the possibility that God could speak to them. Sometimes we make up our minds and we say, you know, God's not going to speak to me. God doesn't speak to us. When we have that attitude, we're like that hard footpath. He's saying that the, he speaks to us, but his word just lays right there on the hardness of our attitude and nothing penetrates. We're not receptive. So how do you have a receptive mind and a heart? James 1 says, get rid of all filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word that has been planted in your heart where it has the power to save your soul. Opening your mind, opening your heart is really humbling ourselves and humbling and humbly accepting God's word that was planted in our heart. I could have gone to that meeting, read that verse, and I go like, oh yeah, that's a good verse. That's good for the people who I'm going to be meeting with. You know, I should share this with them, right? That's not, that's not a humble attitude. That's not humbly receiving. That I need to say, God, this is for me, huh? Yeah. And I had to humbly receive and accept what God is saying. That we got to be willing. We got to be willing to hear from God and cultivate that heart and that mind that's going to be open to him. Jesus said, you got ears. Yeah? You know, open your ears to hear what he wants to say to you. So we've got to be willing. The second thing is we've got to make time. You've got to make time to listen. In any relationship that we have, we've got to make time to listen. Right? We have to slow down. We have to get quiet because busyness and hurry... Man, they're the real barriers to hearing God, you know, that when life gets really busy, and life was crazy this past week for me, man, it was, the easiest thing was, man, I can't spend time with God today. God, God, you know what, will you help me? Will you bless me? This, 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 this. But I don't know what God is saying to me because I haven't really had time to really take time to listen and to get into the word. And that's what Jesus is talking about in verse 6. He says, Other seed fell among rocks, began to grow, but the seed, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. And this rocky or shallow soil represents like a superficial mind, you know, a superficial mind. He explains it further in verse 13. 
He said the seed of the rocky soil represents those who hear the message, receive it with joy. He's like, man, that was great. But since they have no deep roots, they believe it for a while, and then they fall away when they face temptation. So often, you know, you hear something or you read something, oh, that's great, you know. If you even take time and you say, oh, i got to read, oh, yeah, that's good, okay, thank you, God, and you leave. And, and that was really good. But, but what he's saying is, is since you don't have deep roots, they believe it for a while, and then they fall away when they face the temptation. I hear something, and in the busyness of my day, I just, it's so easy just to forget, you know? And that which I thought, well, this is really great. I'm so busy now, it's like, oh, and I forget. And what Jesus is saying is like, man, there, there are times when I'm going to speak to you, God's going to speak to you in his word, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be relevant, and it's going to be important. And then you're actually going to say, yeah, that's great. And then you let stuff come in, and you forget all about it. You know? Next week, Dave is speaking, and God's going to speak to you through him. And you're going to go like, oh, this was great. And then you're going to go to the parking lot, and you're going to say, Oh, yeah, I got to go here. I got to go Sam's. I got to do this. And you know what? You're going to forget. Yeah, Dave was good, yeah, today. Yeah. I don't know what he said. I forget already, but was good. What good is that? You know, what good is that? That's what Jesus said. How do you develop those deep roots then? It's what, you know, Joanne spoke last week, and she said God would remind her daily in the word. And that's so important. To develop roots, roots grow over time, right? And, and you've got you to take time daily in his word. If you're going to neglect something, you're going to neglect something because you're so busy, don't neglect that. Maybe that day, just don't brush your teeth in the morning or something. Just spend time with God, you know? And then you, you're going to catch up at night, you're going to brush your teeth anyway, right? Just chew good. <laughs> Spoken by a dentist. Uh-huh. Okay. So you can't just chew gum and... No. Apples don't work either. Nobody asked you. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not happy with your dentist and you want a really diligent dentist who will be with you, James Troy, okay, see James Troy, because he will do you right, all right, okay, all right, so let's start all over. If you gotta not do something, don't eat breakfast. I know, I know, now Todd, the doctor, is going to say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, I know. If you gotta, anyway, forget, but you get the message, all right, don't neglect daily in the word that, 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 um, that if you're not spending time with God in his word, you have no opportunity to have him communicate with you. There's no way you can build your relationship if you're not tuning in and hearing what he says. That, that your roots will be really shallow, you know? And that when things come in, they go right out. And then when trouble comes, and trouble comes, right? You don't got the roots 
You don't got the roots to, to hang in there when the trouble comes. Develop deep roots daily in the Word. And then what Joe talked about also was what? The second thing is memorize. Take time to memorize. And if you can't memorize, just put it on a post-it note or something, write the verse, and just carry it with you wherever you go. Right? And throughout the day, just look at that verse. Just look at that verse. Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. Ephesians 4. And just keep looking at that all day long. Daily in his word. The third thing. Jesus said, you've got to eliminate distractions. Okay? You've got to make time to listen. You've got to eliminate distractions. Again, brushing your teeth is not a distraction. You should do it at least twice a day and floss. Okay? James, okay, all right. All right, okay, good. I'm, I'm good now. We're good now. All right. Okay. It's very difficult, almost impossible to hear God if your mind is filled with other things, right? It's just hard. There are times when I, when I get into the Bible in the morning and my mind is already racing with the things I got to do, right? Or I don't know, if you're like me, there are times when I'm reading the Bible, right? And all of a sudden, I start thinking, oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, I forgot to do that. And I put that away, and I go on my computer, I got to email John Skidelsky, and then I forget, and all these distractions come up, and if you want to hear God, you've got to eliminate distractions. If you're always on your phone, on your iPad, watching YouTube or whatever, um, you know, when God calls you, and when God broadcasts to you, your circuits are all busy, right, and it's really easy for you to miss what he's saying. Luke 8, 7. Jesus goes on. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plant. And then he explains in verse 14. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life. And so they never grow to maturity. God's word never has a chance. They don't got a chance you know, uh, to really make a difference in your life. And there are times when you know God is personally speaking to you, right? That there's a verse that just pops up and pierces your heart, and you know, you know that's God. But then you get all distracted by the stuff that's going on in your life. It could be some good stuff, could be some stuff that you're worried about, and pretty soon, you know, you're so distracted, it chokes out the thing and the word that God was speaking to you about. And Jesus says there's three that he just identified three. He said the first one is worries. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the busyness and the challenges and the pressures of daily living. We face them all, and, and we, get, we get worried, get concerned about certain things. He says those are thorns. It distracts us from God. The second thing he says, riches. He said, that's not a bad thing. You know, having resources is not a bad thing. But Jesus says, when it comes to hearing God, it can be a thorn. It can be a thorn that, that if it crowds out what God wants to speak to you about, right? That, that you can get so busy trying to make a living. Right? I got to make a living. So busy trying to make more that it chokes out what God says that something good can become a thorn. Another one is pleasure. And there's nothing wrong with pleasure. You know, God gives us the ability to have pleasure, to feel pleasure. But, but Jesus is saying that 
that you can be so busy pursuing pleasure and fun that you miss out on God, that you miss out on hearing him speak to you. And so he says, you got to be careful because if you're a distracted mind, because that's what it represents, this thorny soil represents not a closed mind, not a resistant mind, you know, but a preoccupied mind. Right? It's a preoc- you're just preoccupied about other things. That if we're always busy thinking and worried and, and, and involved in other things, all our circuits are just going to be busy. And when God has something important to say to us, we're just going to miss it. Because it's like the line's busy. And that's what Jesus is saying. That, that we need to eliminate distractions. That just take time, make time, just to focus in on what he wants to speak to us about in his word. And then the fourth thing is, is simply choose to do what he says. Okay? You can hear, you can do all these things, but you got to choose to do what he says. Following through with what God is saying to you and obeying him is vital. Here's something I've noticed. God speaks clearly and often to people who choose to do what he tells them even before he tells them, right? It's like saying, it's saying like, God, whatever, whatever. You just tell me and I'll obey. If you want me to move, get another job, do whatever, you know, uh, get involved in this, get out of something, whatever, I'm telling you in advance my answer is whatever it is, is going to be yes. Before you even tell me whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. And what I've seen is people who have that attitude are the people that I see that that's a person that regularly hears God and God speaks to them in really personal and specific ways. See, I can't tell you how important that is. You know, it's so easy for us to just stop and pray, God, should I do this? And keep praying. And sometimes praying is easy. And we pray and we say, Holy Spirit, will you speak to us? And we have an impression And we say, I think God is saying, don't do this or do this or whatever. You know, without the Bible, that is so dangerous. That is so dangerous. Because we don't really even know if that's God or not. No, no, no. You don't know me. I know. When when I hear God, I know that's God. The Bible says, until we meet Jesus face to face, face, we're going to see in part. We're going to prophesy. We just, we're not going to have the whole picture. You'll never be able to be 100% sure that is God speaking to you. And that's part of the value of the word. Those people who are in the word are the people that I find, wow, wow. Man, God is really speaking through that person. Because God will never tell you to do something that is against what he's written in his word, because that's his communication to us. He's never going to say, Mark, just kill that man just to watch him die. He'll never say that, right? Why would it? Because God hates murder. He won't ever make us tell us to do that. Hey, Mark, 
If you're stressed, just go get drunk. Just go get drunk. You know, it'll, you, you know you'll, you'll feel bad the next day, but then you'll be better. Oh, he won't say that. You know, I can't say, well, God told me. God really told me, go get drunk. Joe, I'm sorry. Wife, I'm sorry. God told me, get No, he's not going to tell you to do that. Bible says what? Don't be drunk with wine and all that stuff. Be drunk in the Holy Spirit. Okay? So the word is so important, and we've got to choose to do what he says. Luke 8, 8. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. And then in verse 15 explains, the seed that fell on the good soil represents an honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, patient, and, and it patiently produces a huge harvest, right? Patiently. We hang on. We just obey. God tells us to do something, we're going to do it. If we don't see the result, we're just going to keep doing it because we're going to be patient. He said, that's good soil. That's receptive soil. That's a mind and a heart that chooses to obey God. In James 1.22, it says this, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. God speak to you, go in this way, come out that way. You know, act on what you hear. Those who hear, those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in a mirror, walk away, two minutes later, have no idea who they are, what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel, whoever catches a glimpse of God speaking to them, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye, it sticks with it and sticks with it, is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in the action. You see, don't just hear, he's saying. Good soil is when we hear and we act on it. It's, it's saying to God, God, the answer is yes. Even before you ask, the answer is going to be yes. And God says, if your mind and your heart and your attitude is like that good soil, and you're going to reap a harvest. And that's what I see. I've seen people who are, to me, examples of people who have that kind of heart, that kind of mind. Says, you know, let's go to obey God. You know? My wife is, is like that. You know? Mark, I feel like God is saying we should give to this group or whatever. Right? I'm thinking, no. <laughs> No, I, I got to go eat dinner tomorrow. <laughs> no. No, I felt God say. The Bible affirms that. All right, do it. God speaks to her in amazingly accurate and specific ways. Why? Good soil. Good soil. A heart and a mind that is receptive. Right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think, the one thing that God wants you to know this morning, that God Almighty wants to speak to you. That God Almighty is speaking to you. He is broadcasting his word to you. I mean, that's what he wants you to know this morning. That, that he wants to have 
a relationship with you. He doesn't want you to be a fan and just know about him. He wants you to know him. He wants to hear what's on your heart, and he wants to share his word with you. He wants to communicate with you. See, and, and he's going to do that through the Bible primarily. That's why this is so important, that, that, that God the Holy Spirit, one of the things that the Holy Spirit does is that he opens our hearts and our minds. He makes the word understandable to us. He, that's, that's called illumination. He's illumining the word so we can receive. And, and when we have a receptive heart and our mind, that we are open and the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and the word becomes alive. It isn't just a book. And so what I wanted to do, I wanted to blaze through that because I wanted us, I wanted you to have an opportunity to, to have God speak to you today, right now. And that's why this sheet of paper is really important. And so for the next X amount of minutes, 10 minutes or so, what we're going to do is we're going to do something that Joe talked about last week called SOAP, right? That's, a, that's just a method of reading and hearing God in the Bible S is for scripture, O is for observation, A is for application, and P is for prayer. So if you look on this sheet of paper, that's what you have. And what I kind of suggested that where to start for you is, is do a proverb a day, right? A proverb a day keeps the devil away, right? So, so today is the 11th, right? Is today the 11th? Yeah, it is 11th, right? So you read Proverbs 11. So we're going to put on there Proverbs 11, all right? And... Probably not the whole thing. If you got the whole thing on your, you brought your Bible or you have it on your phone, you can do that. But we got eight verses that I think most every, of you, every one of you can see. If you cannot see, I can refer you to a good eye doctor that I know. But, but if not, here it is. You have a problem with your teeth? James Choi. But, but eyes? James Choi will not be able to help you. Okay? But I know someone who will. All right. So this is what we're going to do. Right? So, so you have this. You have the scripture. And so what you do... Is, is we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to speak to us. And what do you do? You just start reading. Okay? You start reading that. And we're going to pray, God, will you speak to us? We're going to eliminate all distractions. We're here. We're going to focus on you. We're not going to even think about what Karen is making for our food afterwards. Okay, that's, that's no. We're going to focus in, and you start reading. Okay? And when something just like, whoa, you just feel a stirring like, that verse, or those verses, you just stop, okay? And under the S, you just write that scripture. It might be Proverbs 11.4. Just put that down. Proverbs 11.4, all right? Just put that. And then you just start thinking about that. And then you just write some, jot some notes down about what it is about that verse. You know, what is that verse saying? You know, the verse is saying I should do... Just, just whatever, just... Things that you observe that the Lord brings to mind, would you observe from that one verse or two, all right? You just jot down some notes. And then you say, God, what are you trying to tell me in that verse or those verses? And because they popped out to you, there's a reason for that, right? And so when it pops out to you, there's a reason for that. And as you begin to read it and you pray, God might be saying, Mark, this is what I'm saying to you personally. And you just write that down. What is God saying to you? Write that down. And then you say, God, what do you want me to do? 
I would want you to do this. Receptive soil, a good soil, is one who just says yes no matter what. And you make a decision. Okay. And then on the P, the prayer, you say, God, will you just help me? Because what you're asking me to do doesn't come easy. Just whatever. It's not a short prayer. All right? And this would be the cool thing. If afterwards we just compared notes, everyone would be a little bit different. Why? Because all of us are in a different place. Okay? So, just take some time and go through this. And we're going to pray right now. I'm going to pray for you that this would be such a great time. Take advantage of this time. All right? This might be the first time you've ever done this. Take advantage. All right? So, Father, we just pray that you would speak to us because you are God who loves to speak to us through your word. Father, help us to have um, a receptive hearts, hearts that are open to you, hearts that are willing to hear you and to listen, you know, that we want to eliminate distractions. And Father, as you know, if we're going to choose to obey you, we make that decision. Will you speak to us? Now, Holy Spirit, will you make the word that's absolutely personal to us right now? Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so just take a few moments, all right? Just you and God, and just fill that thing out, all right?
it up <laughs> okay so take take a few moments just you know and if you need more time you know make a um make it a, a, a make a decision that after service you're gonna take time to continue what god has begun to speak to you about uh right here or uh, right now from proverbs 11 right let me give you an example okay <clears throat> um what the Lord brought to my mind was Proverbs 11.2, right? Should I go back so that they can see to 11, uh, the first half of Proverbs 11? Yeah. It's, pride, leads to dis- pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. And, you know, I was looking at that and thinking about that, and it's like I always have a choice between... Pride and humility. And, you know, pride, and I'm thinking about pride, I, 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 I want it, if I act in a prideful way, I want it to lead to um, people being impressed by me, right? Somehow I would look better in people's eyes. But what the Bible says, it's not going to lead to that. It's going to lead to disgrace. Right? And... Conversely, that 
that if I really chose to humble myself, it says, to just humble uh, myself, that it's not being run over, you know, by people, but it really leads to having God's wisdom, you know? Thinking about that, and I felt like God was saying to me in a specific relationship that, I'm, that I have with someone right now, that I need to be humble, that I need to be humble, that um, I need to be humble even if I think that I'm right, you know? Because pride is just, I think I'm right. And I felt God said, Mark, in this relationship, you just got to be humble, okay? You have a choice. Be humble even if you think you're right. And so I just said, God, you know, I just, my prayer was, God, I need grace because it's hard to be humble. It's hard to hear and listen and to, <clears throat> and to talk and to, you know, when, when you know what you're thinking is right. And they might not be on the same page. And God says, Mark, just be humble, right? Because the, the choices. So I say, God, I need grace. I just need grace to humble myself, you know? And that's what God wants to do throughout our day. That's, that's what God wants to do in this book that is so common, and yet maybe we don't grab hold of how special it is that God wants to speak to us. I hope and I trust and I pray that God, even in this 10 minutes that we took for this, 10 minutes in 24 hours, that God spoke to you. you know? And let that be an encouragement that God wants to continue to speak through you, right? Get into the word and let God speak to you, right? Why don't you stand with me and let's pray. <clears throat> okay, we'll pray. Full disclosure, I brushed my teeth this morning. Okay, James? I just want you to know. Okay, I did. Okay, let's pray. Father, we are so, so grateful and we're so humbled that you, almighty God, wants to speak to someone like me, to people like us. Father, we pray that we hear, we see the story that Jesus told about the soil. <clears throat> and yeah, man, it's really easy sometimes to be distracted, to be preoccupied to let worries and other things just crowd and choke things out, you know, to have a resistant kind of heart, like, eh, I don't want to. And sometimes it's really hard to be good soil to which we say, God, whatever, that I'll do whatever, even before you tell me my attitude will be whatever you say, God, the answer is yes. But I pray that we would be people of good soil, and I pray this week that you would speak in an unprecedented way to everyone here, for those who make time, to take time and to make time to get into your word, that you would speak to them. We just thank you again. Thank you again for your great love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless. Um,
want to go to the Next Step class, let me know that that's starting coming up. There'll be refreshments out there. Um, thank you all for coming today. Really appreciate you all being here. All right? God bless. Thank <clears throat> you.